Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. The state's capacity to house Ukrainian refugees is nearing exhaustion. With a shortage of beds anticipated by the end of this week and as many as 10,000 people having no accommodation at all at the end of the month. And the Cabinet has been secretly warned about this. I don't think... But why do the cabinets have to be secretly warned? I think any man, uh, you know, a blind man on a galloping horse would have known this going back a few months ago. But how and ever. Ministers were told on Tuesday uh, that would have 580 refugees arriving per day. Around 5,000 additional beds will be needed by Easter to meet the demand. And this will be on top of those already identified across hotels, bed and breakfast, guest houses, state facilities, and for people who have pledged vacant homes and rooms. Because as you know, only half of those that have pledged the rooms are actually suitable. And the Cabinet was told that the capacity for the state, state to accommodate refugees is now nearing exhaustion point and that the continuing trajectory of arrivals gives rise to a high risk of an acute lack of short term including emergency accommodation. This includes space being made available by the way as I mentioned in Mill Street Arena in Cork uh, which can accommodate 400 people and the Defence Force Barracks in Gormanstown County Meath where tents are being erected to accommodate 320 people. I mean really do we want to be people in tents? Anyway one charity has said that occupied holiday homes should be prioritised ahead of shared homes for accommodating Ukrainian refugees. And the Irish Refugee Council said it would be a disaster if Ireland housed Ukrainian refugees in tents and warehouses. Well, I don't, I, I don't know where they're suggesting, by the way, they should put them if, if they're saying they shouldn't be there. But I mean, I don't know where they're going to put people. Anyway, it comes after cabinet ministers were informed that the state could run out of beds by Easter. That's next weekend. If the country accepts 900 refugees every day for the next 10 days and all of them need accommodation. And the chief executive of the Irish Refugee Council, Nick Henderson, says Ireland needs to keep up its efforts to support those fleeing war. I'm not sure where the Refugee Council believes uh, we should put people arriving into the country when there's no other option. Uh, so it, it's all well and good for the Refugee Council to say, you know, keep doing it, keep the efforts up and all the rest, lads. But sure, there's nowhere to put them and they don't want to put them in tents and warehouses, obviously. And the modelling forecast says that more than 75% of refugees seek accommodation from the state or will seek accommodation from the state. But seemingly those projections have been wrong because actually 81% are actually seeking accommodation. In other words, they did believe that many refugees coming to Ireland would have family or friends here and um, that, you know, they would kind of look after them. But that isn't the case, it seems. Already, as I said, by next week, there will be 32,000 refugees in Ireland from the Ukraine. Uh, not only have we nowhere to put people, but the cost of this support to the Irish state is going to go into the billions over time, according to some estimates. And there has been a huge backlash as well to the housing minister, Dara O'Brien, who we mentioned a few minutes ago, suggesting they could free up 8,000 homes using the Fair Deal scheme. Uh, these are homes of people who are in, obviously, you know, elderly people might be in care or whatever, and rushing through legislation to allow people in care homes, uh, houses to be used. Uh, and many Irish people are saying we could... Uh, why couldn't the government actually, you know, take these measures up when almost 10,000 homeless people in Ireland were looking for somewhere to live? Uh, we couldn't do it then, so how can we suddenly do it now? And Ken mentioned that as well. Now, I've been reading some of the comments online from people asking the same question. How can we suddenly find all this accommodation in all these houses for so many refugees when many people have been homeless for years in Ireland and nothing was done about it? Constantly, there was, as Ken mentioned, there was roadblocks put up all the time that we couldn't do this, we couldn't do that, we can't have modular homes, we can't free up fair deals game houses, we can't do that, we can't do that. And people were living in hotels. And also, by the way, we have a massive amount of people on a housing list in this country, as you know, tens of thousands of people on the housing list. And nobody is begrudging 
or maybe you think it's begrudgery. Nobody's begrudging the support we want to give to people who are literally having bombs and missiles dropped on them and their homes have been wiped out and destroyed. Of course, we should try our best to support as many people as possible. But if the estimate of 200,000, which has been suggested, by the way, arrive into Ireland, that would be similar to America taking in 30 million people, as somebody pointed out online, per head of population. That would be a massive amount of people and a massive amount of money and a massive amount of work and a massive amount of houses needed. Where are we going to get the accommodation from? We can't fill every hotel in Ireland with accommodate with refugees. And that's what's currently happening at the moment. Because then we will have no tourist industry. We'll have nowhere for tourists to stay. That affects our economy. If our economies are affected, we've no money. If we've no money, we can't have the refugees. It's a knock-on effect. We should have thought about this. But like everything else we do in this country, we don't think about it. We virtue signal constantly all the time. Sure, all you had to do was look at the doll yesterday morning. No harm to President Zelensky. I'm sure he had a lot of important things to say. But in saying that, you had a whole doll full of politicians. I've never seen so many of them there in one go. And members of the Oireachtas and anybody who's anybody in politics. And yes, when we have other important issues in this country, which are important to us as too as well, you can't get them to turn up or show up. So what I'm saying is we don't think about these things. We have to support people. We have to give as much help as possible to people who are fleeing a war-torn country. There is no doubt about that. But should we have capped the number? Possibly, yes, we should have. But we didn't, and we're not going to. It just seems like an infinite amount of people. It's a sort of fantasy that we can help everybody. Have we bitten off more than we can chew? And the people who are giving out about it, and I want to ask you this honest question. Online, and all across the boards and across Twitter and Facebook and everyone else, I'm seeing a lot of people not happy, saying, lads, we've had a homeless crisis in this country for the last 10, 15 years. You've done nothing about it. You're not getting finding houses for people. And yet all of a sudden you can bring in legislation back left and centre to bring in legislation at the moment to free up houses for refugees. How can you do it now and you couldn't do it three or four years ago? Is that just begrudgery? That's what I want to know. Is that just begrudgery? Let me know what you think. The number's 087-188-008. So it's got a double-barrel question. Have we bitten off more than we can chew? And also, are people just be begrudging when they see, you know, houses being freed up for Ukrainian refugees and they may be Irish and still can't get a house? The number's 087-188-008. All right, now to text comedians. He says, now the UK system seems to be a lot slower because they're doing background checks on everybody. We're not. That's why the system is so quick. I think we'll live to regret it. Uh, possibly, yeah. Somebody else says, uh, we are a bunch of clowns when it comes to letting in Ukrainian refugees and our so-called government are asleep at the wheel, which is nothing new, says Joe and Cork. Uh, no, we have to do something. We have to be seen to be supporting people who are worse off than ourselves. And let's be clear about it. Yes, you may be homeless in Ireland, but you don't have bombs and missiles, as you rightly pointed out, landing on your head. Uh, okay, yeah, I get that too. And I, and I do. I did say that, you know, we should support people and those people in need. Uh, but does it, is there a limit to what we can support or do you believe that's just an endless amount of people? Uh, what about all the people who died on the streets? Cold, says Brian. Well, Brian, with the greatest respects, very few people die on the streets cold in this country. Um, I, I know, I'm not too sure where you're getting that from. Unfortunately, there is the odd isolated incident of somebody who will die in the streets cold. But there's no reason for that. We have the same social welfare system available to everybody in this country. Um, so to die in the streets cold would be unusual. Um, normally people who are on the streets, sadly, have... Their own problems. Uh, some might have alcoholism, drug addiction, social issues. Uh, but generally speaking, worst case scenario, there's a hostel or something for you. Anyway, let me just go to Joanne. Joanne, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joanne? Not too bad. Good morning. Good morning to you. Now, you would talk about your, your own son. 
yeah, um, like it's very hard to to talk about the situation, uh, the housing situation, without being called a racist. But I'm just going to tell you his story. Okay. They're they're they've been renting for a number of years. They bought work, so they're not looking for anything for free. Yeah. Uh, they bought work. They have a four year old, and the landlord, which was his his. In, his rights, you know, it's his right to move back into his property. Yeah. So he's given them the appropriate notice and everything. Okay. And they've been looking basically for months. And nothing months. and nothing within their budget? No, uh, nothing within their budget, Budget, which the budget has to increase every week because they're looking, they're, they're, you know, willing to give up more and more and more of their salaries. Yeah. Um, well, there's, but, a, there's a limit to what you can give up out of your salary. Yeah, you just pay your bills and buy food as well. So the clock is ticking down now. There's and, about and how long have they left? Five weeks. About five five weeks. weeks now. Oh, gosh. Um, and I just can't understand where all of a sudden there's a magic money tree to build marginal homes for unfortunate people, which we know they are. What they're, what's going on in Ukraine, we all appreciate that. But this country is on its knees in the housing situation, you know? Mm-hmm. But you see, when you have... My point, when you have one quarter of the sitting TDs up there making decisions for everyone. Yeah. The same guys have properties themselves. Oh, up they to do. four properties oh. rented out. Many of them do, you're right. You are yes, right. they do. So it's not in their interest to change anything because they're, they're not going to rock that boat. But the division that is causing in our country, and it is happening, there's a growing anger out there because we have, we have a generation in their 30s either living in hotels, coming back to live with their elderly parents, with their children, Families are at breaking point, and we want to take in up to two hundred thousand more people. Well, that was that was one of the estimates, two hundred thousand. Well, there'll be thirty-two thousand yeah. here by next weekend. Next weekend. Now, I'm I am hearing stories of people having their hotel bookings being cancelled. They're not stories; they're true. We've 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 true. had the emails yeah. on them too. Yes, absolutely. They're true. Weddings being cancelled, all sorts of things, and that's because the government, and the Department of Justice, of course, are purchasing or block purchasing a whole hotel room. You know, all the rooms absolutely, in a hotel. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they want to take the homes off our elderly that probably most of them worked all their lives hard for. Okay, you're referring to what Dara O'Brien said, that yeah. he wants to free up the 8,000 homes under the Fair free Deal scheme. Free up the 8,000 homes. Now, let's be honest, where was all this money for years when our own were struggling? They've left this situation now get to a critical point, which it is a critical point. And I'm calling on the generation that are locked out now, that are suffering, like my son, with nowhere to go in a few weeks, at breaking point, mm-hmm. trying to hold down a full-time job. And why, why did you, can I ask you a question, Joanne, why did you think you'd be called a racist for saying that? Because because if you mention Ukrainians taking in Ukrainians, people say, oh, these people are being bombed. And of course, right, yeah, We yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. But, but we have to look after our own too because you're causing division within our country. It's causing mass, mass And has, anybody, has somebody called you a racist for even suggesting that? Oh, no, I, I see other comments online where people are being called a racist for That's suggesting that awful. we need to look out for our own too. No, well, I so, mean, you know, I mean, look, we have a duty and a responsibility and the government have a duty and a responsibility to its own citizens, first and foremost. First that, and foremost that, yeah. that is the duty of the government. That is why we elect them. That's why they get paid. And that is their duty. And if they don't do that, they're in dereliction of their duty. Now, no, that doesn't mean you can't help other countries or you can't Absolutely. aid other countries or do as much yep. as you possibly can for other countries. So do you feel that the number should be capped? That no. there should be a limit of the amount of people that we can actually accommodate? Now, can I just say this to you? I went around, uh, yesterday I visited my other son. There's a house two doors from him. It's a year and a half boarded up. I drove home. There's another two around the corner. 
There's 200, up to 250 vacant houses lying idle in Cork City at the moment, sitting there, right? One of them is there years, boarded up, okay? And because of EU regulations, because my son said, I'll take it, I'll, I'll do it up, I don't want anything for nothing. Yep. They both work. Like, they gave up trying to save the deposit to buy their own because it was all eaten up at the rent they were paying. So they, they just gave up. Yeah. You can't yep. blame them for that. No, you, you can't. can't live on air. Okay? So we have vacant properties sitting for years, which could have been given to our own people first. They should have sorted out what's going on here first before we can help other people. Well, when I do, well, I do understand that this was an unpredictable situation. You know, when you say we should have done that first before we help other people, unfortunately, this happened very quickly. And these I people know, need to be helped. We don't, don't have time to think about it. Now. They could find the money overnight. We could bail out the banks, you know, mm. overnight. Okay. No, no, generations no, 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 and Joella, I'm certainly not going to call you racist. Uh, and I understand completely what you're saying. And I do believe you're right. The Irish government have a responsibility to the Irish people first and foremost. and But they also have a responsibility and duty to help others around the world if we can do that too. If, and if yeah. is the big, it's the big if. And that's my point. The if and the, 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 the quarter TDs that are sitting up there making decisions on this are actually landlords. Well, many, many of them are, right? You are right, many of them are. But maybe that's not why they're all making the decisions, but some of them certainly are thinking of themselves or self-serving. Uh, thank you for that, Joanna. And I hope, by the way, your son and his wife, or fiancé, should I say, I hope they find somewhere to live in the next five well, weeks. I really do. No, at the moment, to be honest with you, right. You've tried all the obvious yeah, staffs yeah. and they've looked at loads of places, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah There's yeah. hundreds turning up for viewings. And yeah, I know, I know, I know. Multiple occupants where there could be four people and they'll all box in and pay yeah. towards it, whereas he's a family with... Well, yeah. They both work and they have a child. Or, yeah. No, it's a, bad, a horrible situation. It is, it Something is. Something needs to change. I wish you well, Joanna, and your son and his fiancée, and I hope they get somewhere to stay in the next few weeks. Let me go to Paul. Paul, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Paul? Hi, you know, how's it going? Good. Paul, look, there's no doubt. I don't want to come across today as somebody who doesn't want to help people. Of course I want to help people. And of course I understand completely, you know, what I, well, I don't understand what it must be like to have literally your house blown up and missiles and bombs and you're in, destroying your city. It must be awful. Uh, and we need to support as many people as possible. But should there be a cap on it, firstly? Uh, absolutely, Niall. Um, I've, I've been homeless myself for the last two years. I lost my house because I could no longer afford to rent it. Uh, because the cap wasn't covering the, the rent, so I had to leave. Um, I've been waiting on a need county council list for the two years, waiting to get a place. And they told me that I'll be waiting 10 years to get something. Uh, and know, why is that? Because you're a single man and you're not priority. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically, like uh, they have they have changed our system to this online thing. But all they're putting up is two bedrooms and three bedrooms. If they have them, I don't even know if they have them. But I wouldn't be entitled to even look at any of them. So I just have to you know, sit and, and cross my fingers and hope. But I said, like you know, I'm a I'm a, a carer. I'm, I'm moving from one place to the other. Uh, you know, trying to uh, with family and friends uh, and looking so after. You, so you're looking after your elderly mum, is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you know, I have my own health problems, but you know, heart and lung problems as well. Okay. Uh, so it's not well, I'm sorry to hear all that, Paul. You're having a bad uh, time. You know, it's, it's you know, it affects your mental health as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, no one cares about. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I'm not a drug addict or an alcoholic. You know, I'm I'm one of the ordinary homeless people who you know would grab anything of it. Yeah, the chemicals, but you know, and, uh, and, and that must be having a, tra- a tragic effect on your mental health. Because look at Paul, I, I understand your situation. I myself uh, live in a hotel three or four days a week because unfortunately I don't have anywhere to to live as such at the moment uh, yeah. when I'm when I'm working in Dublin. So 
I understand how difficult and how that can be quite damaging on your mental health and how it can be, you know, to sit there looking at the four walls of a hotel room, for example, or in your case, not not have somewhere of your own to call home. That's it, you know, and I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, since all this inflation's gone, I'm, I'm not getting any extra money to help me, you know, if you cost, you know, if I have to drive here or there, it's costing me more for for living costs. And, you know, it, it's just, it's one thing on top of another. And I, I, my heart does go out to the, the Ukrainian people, but we are not a rich country. You know, we, we like to make out that we are and we fix the figures to make us look like one of Europe's richest, but we're not. And, and our government, as you said earlier, our virtue signal, looking to look good to their EU buddies. That's well, well, well we're not going say. to look very good. And this is, the, this is where it could all backfire. Uh, I understand the purpose and the reason why the government wanted to do this, but we're not going to look very good if by the end of next week we've nowhere to put people and we've 10,000 exactly. people come here and they've nowhere to put them. And we end up in a situation, maybe even worse in a few months' time, where we have Ukrainian people who may come to Ireland and could end up on the streets. They're yes, not, they're yes, not, yes, we're yes. not going to look good at all, are we? No, no, it's 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 beyond the joke. I mean, it really is. But it's it's typical of this government. You know, they they really do just act without thinking, and they they don't have the best, you know, the the best intentions for the Irish the Irish people. You know, uh, as regards our needs and what have you. And I just, I mean, I, you know, I I know last year or the year before, whatever it was, when we took in some Syrian refugees. We, we we put a cap on it. We said whatever it was, 2,000 plus their families or whatever it was. You know, so we, we put a, a cap on it because there was a limit to what we could accommodate. And, and I understand this is a much more, uh, I suppose, difficult situation because it's happening in the here and now and, you know, and these people need to be here, helped right away. But there's 32 other countries around Europe and there's also America yeah. as well. Uh, I haven't seen yeah. them taking too many people in, by the way. But anyway, that's beside the point. But I mean, for us to take in an infinite amount of people, and, and that's what we're kind of suggesting, there's no there's no cap on this. No, it's the most it's bizarre not. thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, look, as I said, we're, we're, we're jumping the gun uh, without even having anything in place. I mean, uh, like, on a little kind of a side note, I'd heard them talking about, you know, let's corral our, our Russian fuels and everything coming. I mean, how are we supposed to manage? No, you can't cut your nose off to spite your face. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just ridiculous. We're so so willing to kind of to, to, to jump in there to make ourselves look good that we're not even thinking about how it's going to affect our economy. I just think it's mad. Well, well, if we don't, unfortunately, and, and somebody mentioned this, I, I thought it was an interesting point they made, with all the hotels being currently booked up at the moment uh, by the Department of Justice to house Ukrainian refugees, which which was something that we, we do need to do to some degree, obviously, and support people who are in a very difficult situation. But if we've no hotel rooms, we'll have no tourism. That, of course, that, that also in another way will impact our, our economy. And if we don't have an economy, we can't help people. Yeah, where's all so, the poor Americans going to go when they come uh, here holiday, you know? I'm sure they'll find somewhere. Anyway, yeah. but, but, but uh, listen, Paul, thank you very much. I hope, I hope your situation improves. How's your mum, by the way? Is she okay? Actually, uh, yeah, she's like, I mean, you know, unfortunately, it's just it's an age thing. And it's just, you know, it's not how, old, how old is she, Paul? She's, she's 82, but she's, okay. got, you know, she's got problems, like so. But it's like, it's at the moment, it's not too bad. Okay, well, I hope, I hope she has a good few years more left in her. All right, that's great. All right, look, look after that. Paul and look after yourself. All right, all right. Thanks very much. Thanks, Bye-bye. All right, see you. Uh, okay, the number is oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. Somebody texts in and says, "Nah, why would it be even considered racist uh, if you suggest that there should be a cap put on it? Surely that's just common sense." Uh, and also the suggestion that we should look after Irish people first. Why is that racist? After all, we are Irish citizens. I know some people believe that's a kind of racist thing to say. 
I personally don't believe it's a racist thing to say, provided you say it in the right context, of course. Uh, the number is 087-188-008. Let me just look at some of your WhatsApp messages, by the way, they're coming in at the moment. Noel, of course it should have been capped. The Matter Hospital was only on there Tuesday evening on the news. Ask some people to literally stay away from the hospital that they're over full. Now, overcrowded even, should I say. Now, if we continue, and we are going to continue because the government is backwards... Like, to let people constantly flow in. I mean, like, they're human beings. Like, eventually, like, they're going to get sick at some stage. Let alone house them. Now, like, we have to look after them. Like, with childcare, it's it's unbelievable. Like, enough is enough. Okay, so you feel the numbers should have been capped at a certain amount of people. I think that's what a lot of people believe, that maybe the Irish government have bitten off a little bit more than to chew. I mean, look... We still would have looked good around the world if we had helped a certain amount of people, or, you know, based on our own population and the size of our country. There's nobody suggesting that we shouldn't be helping people. And of course we should, in every possible way. And when they come here, absolutely red carpet material, you know what I mean? We should be helping people and giving them support systems, etc., finding jobs for them, hopefully, uh, and education for their children, etc., etc. But there's a limit to what you can do when you're a small country. Have we just bitten off more than we can chew? And so many people, by the way, quite resentful of the fact that we're freeing up houses and we're making houses available for accommodation for refugees. And they're saying, well, why couldn't you do that a few years ago when there was a crisis here? And there still is. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 87 188 uh, Lauren, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Lauren? Hi, how are you? Good. Now, you're in a similar situation to our first caller today that your landlord is selling up your property that you're renting currently at the moment. Is it yourself and your husband? Yeah, he's... Okay. Uh, He's yeah, he's selling <coughs> selling the house, so okay. we're in the exact same situation. So you got your notice. How much notice do you have to get? By the way, if you're selling up, um, well, we have a minimum of six months. Like okay, so you got your six months notice. So when when is your well, time up? We do. We have. We still have a bit of time. You know, I'm just kind of uh, okay. I'm I'm studying at the moment. I'm in college. I start the internship in August, so I'm tr- I want to get it done before then. You know. Of course, yeah, of course. You you don't want to be thinking ahead and thinking I'm going to be on the streets. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so have you been, have you been looking around? Um, oh, do you know what? Like, yeah, bits and pieces, but it's pointless. It's literally pointless at the moment. There's, there's, uh, you know, you look on the local forums, and there's there's loads of families in the exact same position. There's nowhere in and around where we are. It happened to us before. It happened to us about seven years ago, and we ended up there was nowhere around locally. So we actually ended up moving and um over to Sligo and. Okay, because you were kind of My priced home, out of the market, yeah. Yeah, we couldn't get anything around, so we went. We went to where you know somewhere more affordable. My husband couldn't get work around there, so he had to stay in Dublin. So I was there with two kids. My son wasn't doing well at all after a year and a half. You know, I went to one of the parent-teacher meetings and was told that they thought he was emotionally stunted. So I rang my because of, because his dad wasn't there all the time. Because dad wasn't there, he's a stepbrother, and you know I had a, a newborn baby at the time. Oh so gosh, yeah. Put a lot of pressure on, on of course, him. Of so course, of course, yeah. He did. He wasn't doing well, so I'm not doing that again this time. So okay. I, I, I 100 will not take him out. Of and you, me- you mentioned uh, you mentioned to Ashling you have visions of yourself sleeping in your car. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, I mean, if you look at the reality of the situation, there's nowhere around. There's nowhere around near near us. I'm yeah. not going to move again because I'm not going to put my children through that. And I know the cost of houses is ridiculous. Absolutely oh, ridiculous. Oh, it absolutely is. And both, you know, I'm doing a degree in nursing and my husband works, you know, and I work part-time as well. So, like, we're not looking for anything for free. 
you know, we're looking to pay our way. We're not looking for anything for free. But, but, you, want I mean, a re- but you want a reasonable price, an affordable price, yes. Yeah, or some kind of scheme that would help us, you know. Yeah, well, yeah absolutely. Okay, yeah. so, the, the, well, the conversation today took this turn because, of course, you know, the government seemed to be bending over backwards. And, and by the way, to some degree, rightly so. Because if yeah. you see that, if you watch the scenes on television every single day as they unfold, and so many people, you know, in such a difficult situation, literally bombs and missiles landing on their homes, it's important that we try our best, you know, you know, humanitarian grounds to help other yeah. people. Um, but a lot of people are a little bit miffed. They're saying, well, and, and even Ken O'Flynn, the councillor from Cork, who was on at the start of the show, said, well, if the Irish government can suddenly, you know, pull all this legislation out of a hat. And, you know, allow, say, 8,000 homes to be freed up on the Fair Deal scheme for refugees or allow other homes to be built or modular homes to be built for refugees. Why couldn't they do this years ago? Or why couldn't we be doing things like this and spending this kind of money on Irish people, I suppose, is the yeah. point that people were making. Is that fair to say that? Yeah, we absolutely is. It is like, you know, I'm sitting back watching all this unfold. And of course we have to help. We aren't getting bombed, you know. Mm. Our, our children aren't in danger of losing their lives walking to school, you know. So, yeah, we do have to help 100%. But like that, there is other countries that can help out. It just seems like a lot of virtue signalling. At what sacrifice? Do you know, like what's going to happen down the line, like you were saying, when there's no tourist industry and they've taken in too many people and it's already bad enough now for people like us. Mm-hmm. Do you know, what's it going to be like down the line a bit? And, you know, it, it is going to cause some resentment as well because why can't they help us? Why can't our government help us? You know, we work, we pay taxes. Why can't they help us? Okay, well, it's a fair point, but stay there just for a second because I wanted to go to David as well before I finish the show today or finish yep. this particular part of the show. Uh, David, now, David, you're just back from the Ukrainian border. Uh, you were delivering medical supplies and uh, I don't even need to ask you how bad it is. I'm sure it is devastating. Yeah, I, I think, thanks for having me on, Noel. I think that we shouldn't be confusing uh, uh, a war going on in Europe with our homeless crisis here. We have a homeless crisis. Everybody knows that, but we're, we're mixing it up a little bit. There was 14 of us went down there, and it was all very humble. There was, we witnessed five-year-old children making sandbags with their mothers yeah. just half an hour into towards Lviv from Adiga. And then you've got three-year-old children with school bags with their little rolled-up blankets on the top of it. They've been walking for weeks to get to that border, you know? So I would ask the Irish people, before we get caught up in a, a whole uh, homeless thing, to really rethink and push it out there and get as many Ukrainians, hard-working, proud people back to Ireland as we possibly can. Okay, and David, I, I couldn't yeah. agree with you more, the sentiment of what you've just said. Yeah. And people have watched literally dead bodies on the roads yeah. of children yeah. and it's horrific to watch. There is 32 other countries, or there's 32 countries in Europe. Yeah. There's also yeah. America as well. And there yeah. should be plenty of space. But the last yeah. thing we want but, to do is have too many people coming into Ireland we yeah. can't, and we can't accommodate but, but them no, and they end up on the streets every, over here. Every other country is doing its bit. We drove from Cherbourg three and a half days to Medica on the, the eastern part of the Polish border. All we, on the other side of the road, all we passed was coaches heading to France, heading to Italy, mm-hmm. heading to Germany. They were full of Refugees. Absolutely, every every country. I, no, every every country is playing its part. Displaced people, I, I think, is a, displaced part. people. I, is I have to say, the Irish on the ground along that border are absolutely fantastic. Any aid that you give, any money you give, is being filtered down there. It's ending up in Ukraine for aid. But, but should, just just finally, David, before I wrap it up, do you, yeah. I mean, it's been said today, and, and this is by the way at a cabinet meeting. 
right. uh, they discussed it today. By next week, there'll be 32,000. Now, remember, we're a small country of 5 million people. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, They've estimated 200,000. Uh, by next week, and possibly by the end of the month, there'll be 10,000 people with nowhere to stay. Is that really what we want? Is that the message we want to send across Europe, that we can't accommodate that many people? In other words, unlike other countries who may have capped it off, as we did with Syrian refugees, for example, we did cap it at a limit as yeah. to what we can provide. In other words, we can provide a home, we can provide a base, we can provide money and support and healthcare and education for X amount of people. Is that not a better way to do it and cap it at, say, 20,000 people rather than saying, we take in as many as possible, sure, we don't know what we're going to do with them when they get here. And in the meantime, I'm listening to people texting me in all day saying they're ignoring Irish people. Yeah, look at... Uh, and which, create, which creates division as well, by the way. Yeah, listen, the Ukrainian... Ukrainian people are very proud race of people. Yeah. They're very hard working. They don't want to come over here and sign on. They want to walk. Fact. Full stop. We should take in as many as we possibly can. So no limit. No limit. With no limit, because every other country is doing it without limit. Not one European country has given a limit. If, if you're seeing what's going on over there... On but the most ground, other European countries are a lot bigger than us, with bigger economies. I know they're a lot yeah. bigger, but yeah. look, if we can shut down this country for two years, surely to God, we can take in a few thousand Ukrainians. What's it's, the problem? Okay, okay, David. I, I appreciate you coming on the air, David, because obviously, first hand experience of being over there on the border, and I'm sure it is harrowing to see. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.